welcome once again to amit goswami show today we will talk about a natural beverage without which most of our days does not start and again we drink this beverage when we feel lonely or we need company or when we need to be rejuvenated what is it yes you guessed it rightly it is the cup of tea now the tea is being taken in the world for the last 4750 years and people love it an ancient chinese proverb goes like this better to be deprived of food for 3 days than tea for one people love it so much but unfortunately we know very little about tea and its benefits today our guest is sumita dasgupta she is a professional she is a tea artist and the founder of tea with susmita she is one of the most knowledgeable persons in india to enlighten us on tea once i let you have a glimpse of her qualifications you will definitely agree with me what i said she is an mba from great lakes institute of management chennai she has taken a certification course on personal innovation creativity and decision making from iim k she has qualified in a one year program on psychotherapy and she has also done a certification course in sensory tea testing and tea blends susmita welcome to our show thank you so much thanks for the invite right then i get on with our questions we have a lot of questions to ask from you and the first question goes on like this that you have got all kinds of qualifications under your belt but at what point in time you decided to become a tea artist okay uh, good question um tea artist as a concept came much later you know maybe a couple of years back but how i got it to tea uh, i mean that is the starting point so i run a company um, uh, which is into brand consulting and social media you know and personal branding and as part of one of the projects that we were doing we were working with a very large well known global tea brands from london and they were planning to come to india um, and you know offer their products so um, i was working with them for their gtm and working with them to bring what kind of a tea should be uh, given to the indian audience and you know, all all kinds of things that a business right. person that is a okay. consultant would do so okay. at that time we had to do a lot of research market research we had to do a lot mm-hmm. of uh, understanding go deep into consumer behavior and see what uh, tea works what doesn't work what is the gap is there a gap it's a london based brand do they understand what indian wants to drink and stuff like that so we have 
to do a lot of research to get into the depths of it and when i was doing that research i also ended up trying and testing a lot of different kinds of teas from different brands that were available and somewhere doing while i was doing all that uh this um, my my memory triggered because with my father i used to um go when i was a small child i used to go to the you know in, in different uh, tea shops in calcutta buying teas like, like blends of assam and darjeeling and stuff like that so when i was doing all that um, you know uh, research and i was tasting and you know stuff like that that memory triggered and um, somehow i i got very attracted about tea and uh, a few of my colleagues in my company they also got very interested so we started with six people a group in bangalore called right. it's a, it called the tea group mm-hmm. the tea group later on we right. made it like it's our cup of tea group <clears throat> and uh, we 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 formed a six six people joined right and uh, that's how you know that's the beginning we saw a lot of people coming lot of tea enthusiasts people who were in the tea industry the tea rooms we used to go to visit tea rooms in different parts of uh, uh, bangalore and try to taste different kinds of tea and uh, that's how it started that's that's how the it it started very much as a passion um you know interest and then slowly it became kind of um, uh, i i saw that there is real potential i got much more depth into it and over the period of time i realized that um, i cannot call myself a tea master because that requires a lot of education certification and stuff like that which i do not have someday in my future i'd like to do that um i am not a tea taster also because tea tasting is again a very educational kind of oh, yes. a profession and that right. works at the at the industry level a tea taster generally works at the factories at the you know at the industry level and uh, so i i wanted to give myself uh, a title which people will understand so i i i sat down and i started thinking what i'm planning to do what i'm doing so i said okay if i am teaching the art of making and drinking good tea and mm. uh, then can i call myself a tea artist so that's how the tea artist nomenclature came into being you know um so i don't think anybody else uh, can is there are no other tea artists it's a, it's a, it's a form it's a, it's a this thing that i have called for myself so yeah that's how it happened so it's it's, it's a very aspirational title i someday i like i would like to you know live up to that title but work in progress well, susmita this is very very interesting and uh, you are the only person who is a tea artist in india well anyway. in <laughs> anywhere not in, in india anywhere yes, in the world that, in the world so we are so lucky to have you to, uh, with us today and uh, tea is the most popular drink in india and in india we have fixed time for everything we have morning uh, uh, breakfast time lunch time snacks time and dinner time but actually there is no tea time all the time is tea time and uh, whether you are uh, feeling lonely or you want company anything and we have cups and cups of tea as we have big discussion 
enthusiastic discussion he keeps on coming and we keep on drinking a mystic in tang dynasty in china wrote the first cup moistens up my lip and throat the second shatters my loneliness the third causes the wrongs of life to fade gently from my recollection the fourth purifies my soul and the fifth lifts me to the realm of unwinking gods in india as you mentioned rightly tea is prepared in different regions in a different style i found from the map which you sent me yesterday the tea map there must be at least 25 ways of making tea in india but i am confused i am confused to ascertain which is the best way of making tea can you help us yes see um, tea is a very romantic drink tea is he has also been called the drink of the philosophers tea has been called the intellectuals drink so tea has got lot of uh, emotions attached to it i think it is the only beverage which has got this kind of emotions attached you would not really find a coffee or a wine or a whiskey or anything for that matter or where people are connoisseurs but they would not really feel the way somebody feels about tea i know i know people who work with tea they can be very very um crazy about it uh, completely crazy about it so uh coming back to your question about uh, what is the right process of making tea uh, and there are so many ways that indians drink tea i think uh, the right process of making tea would depend entirely on what kind of tea you are drinking uh, so yes so uh, broadly if we if i give you there are two uh, broad kinds of teas that are available uh, in india only in india i'm talking about this so one is the whole leaf tea where your darjeeling tea assam tea kangra tea comes into and then there is your ctc tea ctc is those karak danedar chai you know that you hear about you see in the in the, the, the all the advertisements that you see on the new, on the tv channels are all ctc danedar karak chai Yeah. you would hardly see any advertisements on the on the tv channels about the whole leaf tea you i don't think you have seen a darjeeling tea being advertised no. or a nasam tea being advertised so it depends on what kind of tea you are drinking yeah. uh, so when you when you the the map that i shared with you yesterday where it had all these different kinds of teas it's mostly the ctc variety of tea uh, the ctc variety of tea is it's all black tea they are all black tea and since it does not really have too much of uh, aroma and flavor uh, people in different parts of the country has used their imagination to create their own recipes now let us also keep this in mind that uh, indians started to tea drink tea as a regular common drink only in the 1960s tea was not been taken before that the way mm. we take it today so from 1960 to today uh, every region has done some kind of you know um, innovation in terms of what suits their palate for example if you go to gujarat yes. they make tea with mint now that tea nobody drinks anywhere else in the in the country 
in 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 Hyderabad they have Irani chai, which is made just like the way biryani is made in mm. the dum process. Yes. Uh, in 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 Assam uh, they have lal cha because uh, uh, lal cha is without anything, without any. It is just uh, the brewed tea that they drink in Assam. Right. Uh, so in 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 Kashmir, if you go, um, they have kawa. So kawa is green tea with a lot of spices, particularly saffron. And kawa used to be um, kawa is considered the tea of the royal people, the kings, the emperors. I see. So and saffron is a very expensive product, right? Yes. You know that. Yes. You know, it's yes. like yes. I know when I go to Kashmir and I want to buy kawa, three grams cost me some three fifty bucks. So when you put those kind of very expensive stuff, it's it's not a drink for everybody. It, 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 you know, it it's a drink for people who can afford it. You know, stuff like that. That's right. So everybody has uh, everybody has kind of you know used their uh, palate, their food habit, their eating habit, and created their own uh, tea uh, recipes in different parts of the country. Uh, in in Calcutta, there is something called lebu cha, which is very different from a lemon tea. Uh, what we oh. know about lemon tea is typically an iced tea. You have iced tea and you put lemon in that. But lebucha right. is completely different. It's a hot tea. You have lemon, you have salt, you have sugar, and you have black pepper. So it's a very different recipe. So it all, you know, it all depends how people have kind of combined their uh, habits, culture, food habits, interests, palate, and these things have have somehow. Now, if I go to the um, Old leaf tea part, which not many people in India uh, drink. Only I would say only the connoisseurs of tea who drink, like Darjeeling tea or Assam tea or Nilgiri tea or say Kangra tea or Sikkim tea. These are all these are all whole leaf tea. So in whole leaf tea, there are four different kinds of teas in India that we make. So we have the white tea, which is the least processed. Then we have the green tea, which is little more processed than uh, white tea. Then we have a oolong tea, which is a, which has a very complicated process of making, and the black tea. So it depends on what you are drinking. So if you are drinking a white tea, your your how you prepare the tea is going to be very very different than how you are going to prepare a black tea. But how a common man to get the best benefit out of tea and brew uh, the tea? See, I do not know what the, that common man drinks the tea. Which he drinks tea? CTC. He drinks CTC. Then let him drink the way he is drinking. Uh, because um, uh, see, this, at the end of the day, tea is a is something people drink for comfort. Sometimes people uh, like like it's raining right now. Torrential rain happening outside my window. Uh, I I would like to have some very you know hot. Ginger masala chai uh, for this weather particularly. Right. Uh, in my head, that's what is happening. You know, I want to make that uh, masala ginger chai because it's raining and I get that feel. Now I cannot make that ginger masala chai with a uh, with a whole leaf. I have to use city city for that. Right. So it depends on that. But only thing I, we have to keep in mind that when we put lot of milk, lot of sugar, uh, we may end up killing the goodness of the tea. Spices are all good. If you put cardamom, you put uh, 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 adrak, you put whatever those uh, any other spices. All those things enhances the goodness of the tea. But 
the milk can have a very bad effect on the on the body if you are particularly if you are lactose intolerant and also sugar is not good for your health right so uh, if if those things are taken care of uh, drink it the it's way fine. you want yeah okay that's amazing now uh, we know of a few brands like tata tea and uh, godric tea and lipton tea brookborn tea but in the international market is there any typically popular indian brand available which is the best brand available a lot of lot of global brands are now bought over by indian companies tetley is now an indian company Okay, Goodrich. Yes. Goodrich is a British company, the family of PLC, but uh, most of their activities happen in India. Uh, Tata Tea is one of the largest tea companies in the world. Uh, they have a lot of brands under them, uh, but I think if if you go outside India, um, nobody would know that Tetley is an Indian brand. Oh yes, it's already famous with their own name. No, Tetley has been originally it's a British brand. It has been bought over yes. by Tata, right? So, mm. but nobody would know that it's an Indian brand. I don't, I don't Got think it. Tata has put an effort to call it an Indian brand for whatever reason. Having said that, I think Tetley is also is a very low grade brand. It's a very low priced, low grade brand. Brookbond mm. is a very low grade, low. Uh, price brand i see so so if you if you who who are the people you are targeting is the question who are you targeting uh, based on that the the tea would the tea brand would be uh, built so if you are targeting say for example people in in, in middle east you cannot really sell very good uh, whole leaf tea to them they are more of a chai drinker they make they make tea exactly like us but if you go to europe or if you go to canada you go to some parts of um, you know usa you need to only sell them uh, whole leaf tea yes they are unfortunately we do not have any indian brands which people can think of uh now we have there are two kind of examples that i i can give you uh, one is whenever people think of green tea or good tea in europe or in you know canada or north america for that matter except for mexico people would think about china people would think that china is the best tea maker they, they are green tea is based their oolong tea is yes. based they are they are, uh, they, are um, they have different names for each of these teas uh, right but that doesn't happen when it comes to india people do not associate india with good tea unfortunately they most of the people who think that india makes black tea or ctc tea because we we are one of the we are the largest producer of ctc tea in the world and we we sell this ctc tea across globe the only good tea that we sell is the darjeeling tea which the royal people drink i mean and you take any royal families of the world whether it's british swedish danish spanish saudi arabia or japanese their menu list will have darjeeling tea so darjeeling tea is put here 
ஜிலிங் Munnar, Nilgiri and Kangra these are our four uh, geographic indications for tea like champagne has geographic indications we have these five indications but uh, other than Assam and Darjeeling not nothing is known to other uh, outside country even in India nobody knows that Kangra is a tea they ask me where is Kangra which part of India is Kangra right Uh, so as a as a geographic indication there is a little bit of a branding for darjeeling and assam but i don't think there is any any big company that has come out and gone and made an indian brand as such like when you think about say uh, uh sri lanka right yes uh, they are they have a they have dilma immediately dilma comes to mind that dilma is a sri lankan brand and they have yeah. so many varieties of tea under them unfortunately we do not have that as of now but there are two three companies who are doing good who are working hard i think uh, maybe they would do that but uh, uh, it it needs lot of lot of marketing effort lot of budget lot of good intentions uh, maybe in the in the future we'll have it but as of now no nothing there um the quality of the tea is quite important but equally important in the global market is the packaging part of it interestingly i came across one small tin of uh, tea where someone has printed beautifully saying that if you cry because the sun has gone out of your life then your tears will prevent you from seeing the stars how beautiful it said people use imagination to any extent to make their wear attractive you have mentioned you want to make the indian speciality tea reach the global audience how do you plan to do that yes so let me explain what is indian speciality tea first yes. so uh, i told you about the whole leaf tea right so this whole leaf tea as i said in india we make four types green white green oolong and black so that is That's one right. kind of speciality tea that we yes. have the second speciality tea is where we blend either two teas together two of these speciality teas together uh, say for example we blend uh, oolong and black or black with green or stuff like that or mm. we or we blend a black tea with say rose petals or we say yeah. take green tea with jasmine or we take white tea with lavender uh, you know so when you when we create uh, blends like this mm. they are also speciality tea these are called flavored teas so these are the two things and then there is another another kind of a tea which is the herbal teas or tisen that that's how they call it in europe so herbal teas are the are the ones which does not have any tea leaves so it only has uh, uh, like herbs or flowers or fruits and spices and stuff like that so for example chamomile is a tea but it's a flower there's nothing else mixed into that so it's a herbal tea but when the moment you put chamomile in with green tea and make a blend 
it becomes a flavor tea right yeah. so jasmine jasmine people drink they brew the jasmine into water because jasmine is a super detoxifier it's it's a super food nobody knows about it it's a super detoxifier uh, so that's a herbal tea the moment you you know you infuse jasmine flower into water hot water it's a herbal tea but the, when you mix the same jasmine with green tea which is the most fascinating tea coming out of china it becomes mm. a flavor tea so oh, yeah. so these are these are the specialty teas these are called these are all fine teas specialty teas and then in india we have something called the artisan tea the artisan teas are typically the teas which are produced by small farmers oh i see so when i say small farmers i say that are typically the size of the farm or the garden would not be more than 100 acres mm-hmm. because the estates otherwise are very large like 700 acres 700 hectares 400 hectares that's a typical size would be for a garden right that's so right. when it is only about 100 acres and less and they make certain a very special teas in from there like for example there are some very special uh, white teas that the fa- small farmers in nilgiris make those are artisanal tea nice. so uh, so then there are there's a tribal <clears throat> in assam who make a tea which is called palap so when we, these are all in the gamut of uh, specialty tea specialty yes specialty tea now uh, every country has their own specialty teas in india we have these different kinds of specialty teas so the my idea is to let people know that what all we make first of all that's the way i i am trying to build awareness as i said many people mostly people think that india makes uh, citricity or they make only black tea because darjeeling yes. second class masterful is what they drink outside and assam is known for their black teas so that that's the perception so first i have i am working on how do i change the perception that it's india is not just about making black tea or city city but you also make some fantastic green tea white tea silver needle um oolongs oolong is a very new entrant to the indian market only uh, the best oolong that i have drank so far comes from darjeeling not anywhere else um so oolong and then we have this very special artisan teas and then because we we are we these herbal tea we have a tradition of drinking herbal tea which goes back to almost 7000 years so we have lot of these very fine herbal teas that we can offer like for example turmeric tea turmeric tea is not is not something that people in the in the north america would know because they do not eat turmeric in their food but if they are drinking turmeric tea right now as a as a um, immunity boosting tea so uh, so we have this whole gamut of spices and herbs Uh, that we can offer so my way of uh, talking about is 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 that uh, uh, i am i am doing talks in different forums i am promoting it everywhere i have uh, through my social media my blog my website talking to people and part of different tea forums global tea forums tea groups even facebook has got a lot of different tea groups Who, who has people from different parts of the world linkedin has got a lot of stuff so it's a it's a very difficult process because uh, uh, unfortunately the organization or institution who should be doing this are not showing much interest and um, so it it it's 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 like uh, it's like throwing a stone in in into the ocean you know but uh, uh, i'm trying that so let's see i'm seeing people showing interest i i'm seeing people coming from different parts of the world 
like from USA and Canada, Latvia, uh, Netherlands, who are showing interest to try and do something with the Indian peas. So it will take some time, and I I don't think I can do anything much myself. So I I want a lot of other people from the industry to come and join hands and do this to do this. So let's see. I I my hope is that um, people should be inspired to do more about Indian peas because that's where the money lies. CTC is a very cheap product. You cannot really do anything much about that. But the profit, branding, um, premiumness all comes from the whole the whole leaf. So I, I'm I'm hoping with uh tea box and 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 wadams and you know companies like that into existence will be inspiration for the rest of the industry to follow suit now uh so much of rich insight you have given us sushmita i'll be thinking overnight for it to digest everything properly but uh, yes i now i can say that i am more knowledgeable about tea well of late we notice that drinking green tea has become a style statement if you go to a upper class man or upper middle class man he'll ask you have you uh, will you have black tea or green tea now i do not know whether green tea is better to drink for health than black tea can you tell us what is the difference rishmita Well, see, um, as I said, there are four kinds of teas: white tea, green tea, oolong, and black. Uh, now, if you really, really go by the processing of the tea, only by the processing of the tea, the best tea that is good for your health is white tea because it is least processed. What is the process of a white tea? They pluck the tea leaves, and they just let it dry in the sun. That's all. so uh it has the highest antioxidant mm. because, because it is least processed that's right so if we go really by the process of making tea then white tea is best for your health highest antioxidant right mm. but it is not that easy uh tea has got certain caffeine and certain other uh, elements in that for example let me talk about black tea now black tea is the most processed to make a black tea it takes almost 24 hours and it has yes. least antioxidant so is black tea is is black tea bad for your health no so there's a research done by the harvard medical school a few years back and they found that they have the black tea has got a certain element in that which helps in improving one's immunity so they have actually come out with a suggestion or a recommendation that if somebody drinks 5 cups of black tea uh his body actually becomes uh more you know immune to viruses or bacteria and stuff like that that's right right so so it's not very easy to say what tea is good and what tea is bad in my opinion no tea is bad it depends on uh, what you are trying to do green tea is very good uh, for a lot of things white tea is good for some other things oolong is for something else black is for something else so it depends on what you're looking at number 1 number 2 so what i'm trying to say is that all teas are equally good for your health 
Now, why is this green tea? Why is that? As you rightly said, it's, it has become a fashion statement. Now, there are two reasons why is that. One is that in India we make a lot of black tea, so they had, and then we have just started making some green tea. Now, people already know about black tea. So, how much yes. can you sell black tea? So, we have to get something new to sell. Yes. So, green tea filled up that position, and people started selling green tea as a healthy option to black tea. that is nothing but some kind of marketing gimmick okay uh, also is the fact that a uh, lot of people in india think that if it is a good green tea it should be bitter mm. which is which is absolutely bullshit because no tea should be bitter if a tea is bitter irrespective of whether it's green white oolong whatever doesn't matter black if it's bitter means it's a bad tea it's a bad tea either right. something either something is wrong with the tea plant itself or the process was wrong something has happened that is why it has become bitter otherwise it cannot become bitter so what had happened is what i believe is that um we ended up creating a false positioning about green tea in india and somehow made it uh, in a kind of a belief that if it's a good green tea it has to be bitter So what I'm trying to say here is that if you really want to drink green tea, yes, it helps in you know reducing your weight and stuff like that. It helps in diabetes and stuff like that. But this is this is this is not medicine. This only helps when you when you do like if you go to the gym, eat your food right, and then also then you take your green tea. It works. It's not like that. Every day you drink biryani and you drink beer. You eat biryani and drink beer and you drink cup of tea and green tea. You think it is going to be okay? It doesn't work like that. Right. So, uh, so it has to be done with everything else, and you cannot stop having your diabetes medicine and take green tea and say, "Oh, it, it, it's not like that. It's not a medicine." So, uh, so that that's the point. You know, you have to know what you are trying to do and uh, what uh, what is the potential for the tea. Nothing is easy in life. We can't get away with it by drinking green tea or so. So, no. let us stick to black tea only. now uh, i have heard a lot about uh, the japanese uh, tea making ceremony i believe they take it like a worship so many people should sit down with a proper dress and nobody should talk and it will be movements will be like a dance and things like that i have never witnessed that but i have come across uh, emily burns in her book uh, if tea cups could talk she writes the very act of preparing and serving tea encourages conversation the little spaces in time created by tea time rituals fall out to be filled with conversation even the tea itself warm and comforting inspires a feeling of relaxation and trust that fosters shared confidences so when we get together and have tea perhaps we can mentally get together too and at the same time traveling also is another uh, activity which creates bonding we travel together we become very good friends now you are the person who has uh, brought in the concept of tea tourism by joining drinking tea and 
tourism together so that bonding is more firm than anything else where all do you take people and how do you take people for your tea tourism you have you have said it very nicely i don't think i have thought it like that before okay um i i will just before i answer that question i'll go back to the japanese tea ceremony thing that you said the tea ceremony is actually started in china first and then it hmm? then it went to japan i uh, see the the drinking of tea in japan was learned from china uh in korea also they learned it from china so it went from china to korea and japan and there are elaborate uh, tea ceremonies in china um as well as in japan a little different but uh, there are in both the countries we will see uh, very elaborate uh, tea ceremonies now coming back to uh, tea tourism yes so tea tourism uh, it's not just only drinking tea and uh, traveling it's also learning a bit about the tea it's also it's a very it's a very experiential immersive experience that i want to be so it's typically uh, anywhere that tea is grown in india is a potential tea tourism destination provided there are good lodging available you know and or uh, uh, sometimes people if they want to even camping it is possible you know if they want to stay in a you know, tents and campsites and stuff like that but i'm not getting into too much on that part yet so what i what i intend to do in tea tourism this is open to people in india who want to know about this uh, you know what happens in a in a tea estate what happens in a tea factory how do they identify what is a good tea uh, how do they come to the decision of price making like as i was mentioning to you um, a darjeeling tea can be as expensive as say 2 lakh rupees for a kilo um, and um, yes in one estate and the next estate could be 5000 rupees a kilo so huh. even if they are neighboring neighboring tea um, estates how does this pricing happening how do they know that this tea will fetch me 2 lakhs of rupees right um darjeeling tea is called the champagne of tea so um, there is a process of drinking tea there is an appreciation process involved so the whole idea of taking people to a tea estate or a tea garden is to make them completely immerse into the environment of a tea estate and tea uh, garden so i i always like to keep them in a tea bungalow if it is available if a tea bungalow is not available then i would keep them somewhere which is very close to a tea bungalow so that's close to a tea estate so that you know the commute becomes very easy but i would always prefer to keep them in a tea bungalow and then uh, a visit to the tea factory seeing all the processes uh, participating in the tea tasting inside the factory uh, then we also do i also give uh, Uh, you know uh, programs like picnic in the tea uh, picnic inside a tea estate so you can just go and find a nice place and have a picnic it could be a breakfast picnic it could be a lunch picnic whatever then trekking because all the tea growing uh, regions are hilly other than assam yes. they're all hilly so it's a very good for trekking purpose trekking hiking very good for that even in assam in plain lands you know it's lot of trekking possible and stuff like that and then learning tea appreciation so tea tasting and tea appreciation are very two different part 
the tasting is very industrial as i said and the appreciation is very consumer focused the appreciation is exactly like a wine appreciation where you where you learn to use yes. five senses all your five senses your high your uh, you know eye ear tongue skin touch everything so five senses then you uh, learn to use five taste buds in your tongue in your tongue and then you learn how to uh, do tasting through aroma and flavor so this is tea appreciation so it's a very it's a very interesting process so uh, understanding the tea uh, appreciation process and in and also if you want like i have seen that a lot of people even want to go and pluck some trees themselves so go ahead and take a take a uh, you know basket and go and pluck whatever you want to do inside the tea this thing you do uh so a lot of lot of women like to do that i mean i've seen that and of course a lot of very uh local authentic food to go with that food is very important so local authentic food sometimes it is it is uh, cooked by the you know tea garden people sometimes we organize from somewhere else and uh, local shopping is very important like if you go to uti or kunur um, they also make uh, chocolates chocolate homemade chocolate so chocolate right. is a very big industry in, in kunur so definitely if you are if i'm taking people to kunur i would also take them to a chocolate factory and show them how chocolate is made and also take them on a shopping spree to buy chocolates along with white tea so these are all kind of immersive things so this is typically for people who uh, would like to come from india and uh, for people who wants to come from outside india their main interest is of course everything that i have told but also something like people i have i have heard this very interesting things you know people call call up and say i have been drinking darjeeling tea all my life and i want to go and see what is that darjeeling all about so they have a very emotional connect with the name that's darjeeling right. that's right that's they want right. to go and see and visit and you know get into that whole uh, this thing so one layer for them Uh, for the international uh, tea lovers that is what that they get uh, to see where the origin is what that the tea that they have been drinking all their life where it comes from that's an attraction for them so these are the things that people uh, keep tourism offers sushmita it is inspiring count me in for the next trip yes of course <laughs> <laughs> more than merrier always <laughs> that's right now uh, you have been the only indian speaker invited to the nomad uh, tea festival europe 2020 must be exotic how was your experience very good actually i was very surprised i i saw that it is happening i saw uh, you know posters and posts and things like that in facebook and instagram so i went to into their website and uh, i wanted to see you know because i saw so many speakers from china so many speakers from japan so many speakers from korea i saw people from sri lanka i saw people coming even talking from netherlands from canada where hardly canada canada doesn't grow tea but i saw speakers coming and talking about it i didn't find one single indian and i felt so sad about it because we are the largest tea producer in the world when it comes to black tea right uh, so why are no indian representations i mean i was very very sad about it so i write i wrote to them i wrote to the organizing committee and i said see i am from india and uh, i would like to talk 
about indian tea uh, and if if you if you like what i'm offering please let me know so they send me some question answers some question blah blah but they have a process and then i told them i want to talk about the i told them i want to i picked up a subject which i thought they would like i told them i want to talk about the concept hmm. that tea that tea was invented or discovered in china and hmm. i want to break that idea and i want to give a presentation that tea did not tea was not discovered in china it happened actually in india so oh, really? my yes so that subject i think they liked because uh-huh. that that goes against the absolute common belief that that's uh, right tea comes from china so i said i want to give a presentation on that tea comes actually from india and not from china so i think they like that 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 thing and then they invited me to speak at speak there so it was a good i i could i think i there are people from all over the world uh, because it was happening in europe so a lot of people from europe had come and i talked about some teas like the palak tea and stuff like that palak uh, is a palak is a very very old tea tradition of india which nobody knows about so it was very interesting i mean uh, people did ask me some irrelevant questions which always happens in any any kind of talks but i thought uh, i got a lot of lot of good good response and reviews post that and uh, in darjeeling and karshian where a lot of tea estates are there and very old ones handed down from by the british and all that some ghost stories you find making rounds do you know some i know quite a few not only in darjeeling even in you know closer home in bangalore in kunur etc there are a lot of those interesting right. stories why is it those Why british is, will not leave leave india <laughs> i See, i am also very uh, very interesting story that comes from meribong i think you must be knowing about that that's a very most popular story in in darjeeling yeah and it it's about uh, it's about the daughter of the british officer who used to run the factory so there are there are a lot of stories like that but if you know something i'd definitely like to hear is s mohanan krishnan story which had uh, taken place in dumjipara tst and he was posted as the assistant manager there and stayed there from 81 to 84 obviously those houses which are not so comfortable or supposed to be haunted house the new person who doesn't know anything about it he is lodged there now he was asked to stay in a huge bungalow uh, which has uh, six rooms and he could occupy only one as a single individual and once in a while the uh, superintendent will come and everything is all right or not okay he was a courageous man he was hearing strange sounds or some uh, child crying at midnight and he didn't give much of it but two incidents really had him that is one day he was he had had some drink with a friend and after that he was uh, he sat down for a dinner and suddenly one huge black cat entered through a closed door it had very big eyes and it came and it was staring at his face with teeth bare he was scared and he picked up the knife to hit the cat but the, his friend who was local he said don't do it 
it is something else then both of them kept on looking at each other and after some time it went away the way it came then other said that this often comes and another thing which is more interesting is one day his factory work finished at about 1:30 and uh, he was coming back to uh, at 2:30 at the gate of his bungalow he found one old man standing with khaki uh, shirt khaki uh, short and solar hat on top he was uh, amazed to see this old man standing there he said, what are you doing here he says i am just roaming he said don't roam here get out from here and go home then he started okay i am going home and then started slowly slowly going down the slope and in two minutes time he vanished then he saw all these chokidars were looking at him from their windows very scared and all that they said this man was actually mon bahadur tamang who was the head supervisor of the police and he died in 1960 and his grave was there on which your bungalow has been there are so many interesting stories in february i was in darjeeling and i had the opportunity of staying in with the general manager of tharbo tharbo is a one of the most known deep estates of gudrik and that is in mirik so i was staying with them uh, mm-hmm. at their bungalow at the general manager's bungalow it's fantastic bungalow and stuff like that and in the evening we were sitting and with the wife and you know other people that were there and she was telling me the wife uh, she was telling me that before that they were at castleton before that right. it was the general manager of castle and she had own personal experience of you know something like this when she was staying at castleton so she was telling the story that i have had that experience of you know having something supernatural happening so if you sit down in any tea bungalows you will hear those stories and i think that had to be experience of tea tourism you know you never know it will end up yeah yeah okay. it is more interesting than anything else and uh, i think uh, we had a very good session i enjoyed thoroughly talking to you and sitting down uh, i got very good knowledge in depth knowledge about tea at the same time i had fun i admit thank you so much sushmita to join us for this session thank you so thank you so much thanks for calling me thank you so much <laughs>